Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We are glad that you are taking some time to listen to us today. We are in the middle of a series, a four-part series that we've been working on uh, concerning racial reconciliation and uh, ethnic unity. Uh, First, we talked about the necessity of repentance. Yes. Uh, Then last week, we talked about reparations and or restitutions, depending on which term you're more comfortable with using. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about forgiveness, uh, and then next week, we're going to talk about restoration. Uh, After that, we're going to kind of take a break in August and kind of get prepared for our next season, uh, which will kick off hopefully in September, Lord willing, Yes, and uh, hopefully we have some interviews and different things coming up, and so we're excited about that. Uh, and so that leads us to today. Today we are talking about forgiveness. And so, Pastor Kenny, let me ask you this question. What are the um, arguments against forgiveness? And I don't mean like arguments, you know, like non-Christian arguments. Right. But, but what are arguments that sometimes you hear, even even from Christians, um, that are like, you know what, forgiveness in regards to racial reconciliation, you know, this— I don't want to do that, or I don't think that's necessary, or here's the problem with that. So what are, what are some of the arguments that um, you hear along those lines? All right, I'm going to address that, but I'm going to go back first. And um, so if anybody listened to the reparations episode, last week's episode, and you, you want to pay some money to something, Mm. Um, you can give it to me, actually. Like you can send it in to me. Wait a minute. And we have, will... have, you've been thinking about that like this whole week. <laughs> no. So like we. Put I just out thought this, about it. You put out the episode, and now you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get some money out of it. I mean, yeah. what's happening? I mean, we could. Uh, hey, if they are feeling the weight of the, the episode, and they want to be the episode forgiven, right? right. <laughs> they could just send the money to me. Kenny, this was not pre-approved. <laughs> This was not pre-approved. In it the, wasn't in the planning session. It was not approved in the planning session. I just had to get it out there, you okay. know, just in case, right. just in case, you know. No, seriously. Okay, so reason why people feel like they don't have to forgive in regards to racial issues, so they would say that because there hasn't been any repentance, then we are not required to forgive. Right. And so they would say that in order for us to be forgiven by God, we have to repent. Right. And so God would not hold us to a standard that he himself does not um, hold. So they would say there hasn't been any repentance in regards to slavery. Actually, um, mm-hmm. there hasn't been. Right. The United States hasn't. Ask never, for forgiveness never been in regards formal, to yeah, like yeah no, formal. no formal. I think mm-hmm. Congress did one a few years ago, but uh, there hasn't been anything from the presidency or anything anything official. Okay, so there's no requirement to forgive if there hasn't been any repentance. And so they would go to um, somewhere like Luke 17. In Luke 17, it, it it tells us to if your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day, 
and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So they would say the the first part hasn't been met, <laughs> that right. the There's, repentance hasn't yes. happened so that we we don't have to forgive. Mm. So what what else would you say is an argument, brother, against forgiveness? Well, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, a one one sense, it's like, hey, we we've already done that. Yes, we've already dealt with it. We don't necessarily need forgiveness anymore, you know, or on the other side, I mean, it's, hey, we've already forgiven you, and so it's 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 over, we need to stop talking about this, we just need to, you know, it's kind of the, um, we just all need to move on. Right. You know, it's kind of the move on argument. Um, yes. So, I mean, what would you add to that one? Because that, that one's, um, I mean, I don't know, love, love keeps no record of wrong, I mean, it's that kind of yeah. language that they're going to use. Um, right. Or... Uh, yeah, so I I think that's another one that that we see at times or that you you hear at times is like, hey, we just need to get past all this, right? You know? Right. I would say, um, yeah, we we're not, um, yeah, I've already done that. Right. I'm not holding that against you. So yeah. So there's there's no need for me to to forgive you if I've already forgiven you for for the past wrongs that have happened. Like I've right. already forgiven you for slavery. I've already forgiven you that's for right. Jim Crow. It's already done. I'm not holding those things against you any longer. So. Yeah. Um, I really don't need to forgive. I mean, the argument is, is that sometimes you hear the majority culture say, well, you know, minorities just need to get over all that stuff. You know, we would we would be better off if we just could get over it and not address those things right. anymore. And they say, yeah, we already we're over it. Right. So just and move yet, on. Right. But the problem is, is that there's continued. Right. Strive. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, something's still not right. You know, right. and so I think that's the and I think that even even within the Christian community, you know, I mean, like we could say, well, we're we're over that. We've moved past that. Yeah. And yet, you know, we still dealing with this most segregated hour issue, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think, yeah, I think they're it's kind of a way to kind of uh, avoid the issue. Right. I mean, to one to one degree. So, um all right, what else? What else is what's another argument against forgiveness? Yeah, so, you know, kind of along those lines, we've forgiven you of the things of the past, but what we're talking about now are the things of the present. Right. Right. Yes. Like, so w- what we are holding against you now, what we are rebuking you for now mm-hmm. is not necessarily the things of the past, but the things that um are kind of in the same pattern of the things of the past mm. that are continuing to happen. Mm-hmm. So, it's not something that we need to just get over with because it's been going on that because it happened so long ago, it's happening right right now. Right. And so we need to deal with the present. You still need to acknowledge and repent of the present before you give forgiveness of the present. You may have gotten it for the past, but you do not have it for the present because you haven't handled the present situation correctly. Yeah. Yeah, That one kind of leads back to the first one. Yeah. You know, to the whole, well, you, yeah, you, okay, you've you you recognize that slavery was wrong. Right. Thanks. That's helpful, right? You recognize yes. that, you know, all, you know, Jim Crow was wrong. Right. What I need you to recognize is that there are still there are still yes. there's still racism today. Yes. You know, and then and then it's like the majority culture at times will be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, no, there's, you know, what are you talking about? Racism, <laughs> right. you know, all that's oh, we don't have slavery anymore." And so I think it's like, "Well, we're going to withhold forgiveness until you acknowledge." Yes. That uh, racism is continuing, right? Right. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, any final one? Yeah, the the final one I would say is more implicit than explicit. 
Right. And I think even with, with some people, it's it can be even explicit, is that the, the idea that some of the sins of the past were were too great to be forgiven. Right. Like um, chattel slavery was so bad mm-hmm. that it's beyond forgiveness. Right. Um, Jim Crow and, and all the things that were being fought for during the civil rights movement, all those things were so bad that they are beyond forgiveness. Mm. This is this is not something that even God will mm. forgive them for because we're right. not sure that they were Christians. So if God is not going to forgive them for these horrible sins, then why should we mm. um, forgive them for these horrible sins as well? And you said that you said sometimes that's in. That's implicit. Implicit. It, so, what do you mean by that? It's it's one of those situations to where we can we can look at like slaveholders in the past, and and well, even Christians who were slaveholders, and we can look at them and say, well, they were probably not saved. Right. Their profession was false. Right. Their profession was false. And in, in saying that, what we're saying is is that that sin, right, right is mm-hmm. the thing that identifies them more than anything else right Right, right. we're saying that that sin disqualifies them from being a christian yeah right if that's all we're looking at and and making the judgment that they they probably wasn't a christian right then Mm -hmm. what we're saying is that sin can't be forgiven that sin can't be covered right and so we have to be um, careful in regards to that but i think a, a lot of people will yeah. It's either implicit or it's explicit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and we say implicit just simply because, I mean, most Bible-believing— Right. That's, that's, most Bible-believing Christians, right, are going to be very careful to start throwing out that sin. There are certain sins that are too great to be forgiven. Right. So I think that's, you know, that's at least part of what we mean by— So, I mean, they may not, they're not going to say that out right. loud because they realize that's probably going to be very difficult to defend biblically. Right. But at the same time, there is this kind of, um, yeah, I mean, there's like these arguments that go that really if you, if you push those arguments to kind of their logical end, then essentially what you're saying is, is the sin, this sin cannot be forgiven. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, it's too great. The sin's just simply too great. And so... Um, all right, so those are those are some of the reasons that maybe we've heard or arguments that we've kind of seen against forgiveness um, uh, within within even Christian circles. So then, what are the Kenny? What would be our arguments for? Yeah, forgiveness. If we try to deal with each of these and kind of walk through those and see some of the, some of the uh, maybe the problems there. So what what would be our arguments for? forgiveness. Yeah, I would say, you know, when it comes to the first one that because there's no repentance, then there there'll be no forgiveness is that we we have to be careful um, in regards to that, because there there is a danger when we're withholding forgiveness for our hearts to become bitter. Right. Um, so using the example of God and saying, well, God doesn't forgive <laughs> If there's no repentance, well, we don't have to worry about God's heart becoming bitter. Right. Um, we don't, and, and God is justified in in punishing sin. Right. Right. He is holy. He, he is perfect. He is completely justified in punishing sin. Whereas for us, when we decide that we are going to withhold forgiveness, there's a there's a pretty good chance that that will lead to bitterness. Right. Um, the Bible warns us in Ephesians 4 
to um, don't let the sun go down on our anger, meaning that we need to forgive quickly. Yep. Like if we um, allow things to fester, it, it will eventually give Satan a foothold in our lives. Mm. And when Satan gets that foothold, he's going to come in and wreak havoc. And so, and, and we see that. We see that yeah. in a lot of people in the minority culture that it seems like that their anger has boiled over. And I think that's what leads to like a lot of the destruction that comes yeah. during the protests right. is that they, we haven't dealt with the, the anger um, mm. um, properly. Right. We haven't forgiven for those things. And so it boils over into the destruction that we see um, during these um, racial incidents that happen in our country. Right. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the whole a, a protest is hey we're we we need to do this in order to be heard right I mean that yes but a riot is we're I mean there, there's a different we're angry a, we're angry there's right. a, there's a bitterness that's there that can you know maybe you know taken taken bloom and so yeah I think there is a difference when you you know it's um, yeah the protest is like we we want justice we need you all to hear hear us we want justice in this situation a, a, a riot becomes we want vengeance mm, you are yeah, going to good. pay for yeah. for what you've done and and the bible tells us that vengeance is the lord's right so it's important for us that, that when we forgive what we're saying is god we're putting this in your hands to deal with mm. because you ultimately have the right to punish this like yeah. you will repay I don't have any any right to try to repay. Yeah. And so I'm going to hand it over to you, Lord, instead of trying to deal with it myself. I am incapable because of my sinful nature to try mm. to handle my yeah. anger. And I need to hurry up and, <laughs> and give that over to God before it the bitterness takes hold of me. That real yeah. bitterness gets inside of me. Yeah, I and, think I mean, just as an aside, too, I mean, like. I, I think the I think the bitterness I, I think this is my opinion, but just in being a pastor for you know uh, sixteen years and dealing with my own heart, yes, like I I've just realized that uh, there there are situations where I have struggled to really forgive, right? To truly forgive, and and I mean bitterness is right there. I yes, mean, it it you know and it continues to grow. Uh, normally bitterness is not neutral. It's either, it's either growing or it's being, it's being killed. Right. right. And so, I mean, I, I think this is a good, good place to just kind of stop and say to our listeners, Hey, we love you. This is a good thing to examine your right. own hearts for, um, because that bitterness will, it will, man, it'll ruin your relationships with other people. It'll ruin relationships in the church. Um, and, you know, ultimately, it can lead you know to ruining your relationship with the Lord. I mean, there, e- even right. if even if you truly are a believer, it, your joy it robs you of joy. I mean, all yes. these all these different things, and it could be. I mean, according to Matthew eighteen, it could be a, a sign that you're not truly a believer. Right. If you're unwilling to forgive, we're going to talk about that some more in a moment. But yes, if you're unwilling to forgive, and so I I think, um, man, just being aware of that and examining our own hearts, asking the Lord, show us. Right. Show us, show us if there, show us if there are areas where we need to forgive. Yeah. You know, whether, whether or not we've, like, again, whether or not we've received an apology or not, show us areas where we can forgive so that this root of bitterness can be uh, destroyed. Yeah. What else, brother? What's another, what's another argument for forgiveness? The, the the next argument kind of goes into the first it's the the idea that uh, forgiveness, just like repentance, can be fake. Forgiveness can be fake. For so for yeah. people when they say we've already forgiven, 
um, we don't have to forgive anymore because we're over there. Right. And uh, sometimes we can there we can be fooling ourselves. We can be deceiving mm. ourselves into thinking that we have forgiven. Right. When we truly have not forgiven. And mm. there and, and just like you were saying with, you know, your heart, you realize you'll say you have forgiven, but you realize that okay, there's something still yep. going on within me um that is keeping me from fully forgiving this person yeah. or or forgiving the majority culture for for the sins of the past or even the present. And mm. so, and, and generally like it's, it's when you're around, right. You, you can be around mm. that person or yeah. be around that group and you can feel your demeanor changing. Right. And in those situations, you, you have to wonder, like, have I truly forgiven? Not mm. saying that you, you fully trust. Yeah. Right. That's, that's totally different, but right. Have I truly forgiven if, um, there's a level of suspicion or mm. a level of I'm thinking about the thing that yeah, you I mean, anger, bitterness, hurt, right. you know, like, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's not that it's not that some of those things don't continue because they do. Right. You know, have to be real. I yeah. Mean, you know, there are those feelings that continue. But I mean, even after you've forgiven, but right. I mean, we do have to be regularly kind of examining ourselves and saying, you know, what, what are, what are we doing with that? You know? Right. Um, I mean, when I think of that person, am I immediately hurt, angry, frustrated again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, then right. that may be a sign that, you know, and, and, and I, and, and again, I know we could probably all come up with different scenarios and different situations, but, but I do think it's just as a general guide, it's, it's important for us to really kind of not just examine our hearts and see where we need forgiveness, but, but like you're saying, kind of push it a little bit further and examine our hearts and make sure that our forgiveness is genuine. Right. That we yes. really have uh, forgiven. Right. And yeah, that that bitterness, like you said, it's, it is right there ready to, to take advantage of mm-hmm. our anger in these situations. Right. Um, just the, the story of Cain and Abel. You know, right. God says, why are you angry? Like, like tells Cain, why are you angry? Right. right. Like sin is crouching at the door. Like it, mm. it desires to have you, right? Mm. It is, it is ready to take, take over you, and and cause you to do something that you're going to regret. So, yeah. Um, if we're not careful, if we're not really examining ourselves in that situation, in those situations, then, then bitterness is right at the door, ready to, yep. ready to take hold of us, and, and I mean, and it's going to lead us to behave in a way that's going to to make reconciliation and, and unity harder for us. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, what else, brother? What is another argument for forgiveness when it comes to racial reconciliation? Well, like we said, I mean, you know, you said forgiveness like repentance must be genuine. I think we would say also forgiveness like repentance must be ongoing. Yes. You know, so those who would say, well, hey, look, I've forgiven you for the past, but I'm, I'm, I want to deal with the with the present, right? Well, I mean, we have to continually be forgiving. Yes. Uh, continually be forgiven. And, and I think this is something that you and I have talked about. Um, if, if we're going to build relationships and build trust, right, uh, kind of across ethnic lines, th- there's going to be some suspicion, you know, there's yeah. going to be some difficulty because of past, because of experiences, those types of things. Right. And there's going to be some mistakes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, people are going to say something that's absolutely offensive, you know, and 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 we need to be quick to forgive. Right. And I think what, what can happen is if you're kind of doing that, you do that a couple of times, 
And then you're like, okay, I'm done. Yes. Right? I mean, this person just doesn't get it. I mean, they keep saying things that are offensive, and they keep whatever, and so I'm just done. Right. And But the, the gospel, the teaching of Christ, doesn't allow for us to do that. You no. Know? And so... We we really do have to have to keep forgiving and and yeah. continually do that and 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 sometimes I mean again we have to try to help people understand that some of it's just ignorance like people right. are being offensive because they don't know and we might say well they should know <laughs> and <laughs> and there may be some truth to that yes. you know but but I, I do think um uh, you know it goes back to you know our idea here of of leading with grace you know right. and and if we're going to I mean, maybe a, a different way to say that we lead with mercy, we lead with forgiveness, we right. lead we lead with those things because we know that without them, as sinners, I mean, it's eventually all of our relationships will just be broken. Yes, to a point that we can't even really have friends, or we can't really trust anybody in the body of Christ. You know, and, absolutely. And, and so you don't forgiveness has to be ongoing. Yes, I mean, it's, and then we see that in like like uh, I mean, other relationships, like in a marriage, right? You know, or even with raising your kids. Yes, you know, you don't just get to a point where like, look, you've obeyed enough. You you know, you've you're done <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right? it, with your I'm kids, done. right? You're like, you're done. I'm sorry. Right, uh, parents, if you're out there and you feel like doing that, don't do that. Right, no, um, that's not the way to go. That's right, but the, but there can be that frustration of. I've I've forgiven enough, you know, and and I don't ha- I don't I shouldn't have to do this, you know. Yeah. And so I think we have to be careful there, you know. We have to, um, we have to you know really examine and really see. It, it doesn't mean that necessarily. I mean, it it may mean continually, and this is true with parenting, right? That we're still working on trust, you know. We're still working on. There's still going to be problems in the relationship because of those offense, you know, those offenses yes. and stuff. Um. But but yeah, we can't we can't just kind of get to a point where we're like I think I'm done, you know. Like, yes. No, the Lord's mercy and grace is ongoing for us, and so our mercy and grace towards our fellow uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ should be ongoing as well. Amen. So and what? Go, sorry, go ahead. Were yeah. You say something there? When, it, something when it comes there? to forgiveness being ongoing, um, even in Luke 17, what what we just read in regards mm-hmm. to the need for repentance and forgiveness, it says that. If your brother sins against you seven times in the day yeah, <laughs> and turns right. to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Right. So the idea is not on the eight time, I don't have to forgive him. The idea <laughs> is that. Um, it's a symbolic number. Yes, yeah, a yes. symbolic number, right? And in Matthew 18, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, it says um, 77 times or seven times seven, whatever. Right. And so it is a continuous um infinite amount of forgiveness that um that we can't really put a cap on we have to Mm -hmm. continuously forgive as the lord has continued to forgive us and when it comes to lead with grace lead with mercy lead with forgiveness what you were just talking about the what i like to use is the the idea that you're coming into these relationships coming into these conversations with that knowing that somebody's going to say something right you almost expect it i mean it sounds bad but yeah what what am I going to do when someone says something offensive to me? Right. Like you have to come in with that already in your mind mm. so that you're not reacting in a way that is um, unbiblical. So th- what what I mean by lead with grace is you already have you're already prepared for it. Right. Like you are you're already prepared because you understand that people are sinful and people make mistakes. Right. Because you understand that you already know this is how I'm going to respond when these mm-hmm. things happen. Yep. And so you're not caught off guard and 
are able, you know, responded according to the flesh in those yeah. situations versus re- responding according to the spirit. All right, brother, what is the last argument for forgiveness? Well, it's, you know, I mean, I, I think probably the simple answer is the gospel. I mean, yes. right? I mean, it's the, we, we do have to understand, and it's not always easy, but we we have a tendency to view everybody else's sin as worse than our own. Right. You know, and so particularly when that sin is is hurtful. I mean, yeah. like seriously hurtful and damaging. And um, and so I, I think it's important for us to just remind ourselves of the gospel. Particularly, we need to remind ourselves of what we've been forgiven. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the parable of... Um, you know the the servant, the unforgiven servant is uh, unforgiving servant is there in Matthew eighteen, is so unbelievably powerful. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, uh, and and I think it it's so critical for us to to understand that and believe that. Can he can he walk us through some of it so we can kind of get yeah. our heads around it? So Peter asks asks Jesus how many times should he should he forgive someone who who sins against him. And he he says seven times, thinking that he's being generous. And Jesus then says, not seven, but 77 times. Like, you have to continuously forgive. And then he tells this parable about a uh, servant of the king who owes him 10,000 talents. Now, one talent was 20 years wages. (laughs) (laughs) So he he owes him 10,000 of these talents, right? Right. And so the, the servant pleads and says he's going to pay everything back and so he's forgiven of his debt now this servant has another servant who owes him 100 denarii now denarii is a day's wages so this is three months over three months wages right right it's not an insignificant amount of money like right you know this is Three over three months. Yeah, I mean, like of and, somebody's money, right? right? And we often neglect that. I think with this parable, yeah. we we focus on the, the the big amount, but we forget that there's act that's actually a large amount too. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, right? that right. just hurts when you when somebody owes you that amount of money. That's right. If they don't pay you back, that hurts. Mm-hmm. And so this servant comes and pleads for mercy, but the the servant who was forgiven by the king does not give his servant any mercy. Mm. And so the king hears about this. And he calls in and calls him wicked because he was forgiven all that debt, but he right. was he failed to forgive the debt that he was owed. Hmm. And he and Jesus ends this sermon, this um, parable by saying, "So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart." Hmm. The point is, is that yes, slavery was horrible. Jim Crow was horrible. The things that are happening now, they are horrible. They hurt, Mm. but it does not compare to Mm. what we owe God, Mm. what the debt that we had before God, the infinite debt that was forgiven of us because of Jesus's death and resurrection. Like we have to keep that, before us yeah like we have to keep the gospel before us when it comes to um, forgiving other people whether when it comes to whether or not um, we're going to forgive people right people are going to do some horrible stuff to us yep and understand that you know Jesus sympathizes with us mm. he's a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses right but we do have to understand like what he endured. 
um, so that we may be forgiven. Yeah. And it makes it that much easier for us to forgive when we can look at it from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I've kind of joked before, but like if I'm going to get a tattoo, I'm not saying I'm going to, but if, yes. if I were ever going to get a tattoo, I mean, I think having 10,000 talents right. tattooed somewhere on me so that when I'm in those situations and I am angry and I am frustrated and I am mad and somebody does genuinely hurt me because that's right i mean again that's part of the parable it's not like it's this the the sin is no big deal right it's just nothing in compared to ten thousand talents man and so being able i mean that's one of those things that if i can encourage if somebody's like man, i'm just struggling to forgive or struggling not to i you, you know just every every day pray and ask the you know just thank the lord thank you for forgiving me for my ten thousand talents right because there is something powerful powerful about understanding what we've been forgiven. Yes. And the power then, it, it actually frees us up, enables us right. to be able to to hand out forgiveness in other situations. Amen. Right? And so, good stuff. All right, yes. uh, Pastor Kenny, what is our diversity and fellowship resource for this week? We kind of went in a little different direction. Right. And so we thought maybe this would be something to... Yeah, we just recommend. want to, um, th- these are two videos from the past. We just want to remind people of just a couple of powerful examples of forgiveness that we have seen in real life from people who have been seriously hurt, sinned against, but they were able to get get before the person who sinned against them and ask for repentance. So um, right. Rachel Den Hollander, she was uh, one of the victims um, for Larry Nasser. Um, who was convicted of um, sexual abuse with the U.S. gymnastics team and other people Mm. as well. And and there's a video of her in in court um, basically preaching the gospel to Larry while he's being uh, sentenced. And Mm. the the amount of forgiveness that she's able to give in that situation is is so profound. Mm. Also, um, in regards to a a racial incident, Mm. um, Dylan Roof killed nine people at Emanuel AME in – um, Charleston, South Carolina, mm. and during his first hearing, um, the some of the re- the surviving members of that church were able to give up and offer him forgiveness and and preach mm. the gospel to him, tell him mm, how he much he needed Jesus, and so these people are seriously hurt, but yep. they are still able to forgive in these really challenging situations. So mm. Mm. we just need to remind ourselves and, and you know see examples. Yeah. Um, uh, of how we can forgive as well, even though we've been hurt severely. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, one of the things about uh, forgiveness, especially as a kid and as a parent, we've seen these stories, but uh, sometimes forgiveness can be funny, right? Sometimes yes. can there can be uh, kind of crazy situations that happen <laughs> uh, that need forgiveness. So, Pastor Kenny, our crazy question for today is, what is a funny story about forgiveness from your childhood. Yeah. So let us peek into, we want to peek into what it was like for <laughs> Kenny as a kid. Yeah, I was uh, not, sometimes not the best kid. So so this is a situation where I wanted forgiveness really bad. So we were, we had bikes, and so we were told not to ride our bikes too far from home. We had to stay in the neighborhood. Mm. But one day I ended mm. up maybe a few miles away from home, <laughs> like downtown. Miles away. Miles away from home. Miles away. He's and so, so my father, he's, 
he's out uh, for with his job, and he actually spots me, mm. and he's like, "Busted, yeah." He, Busted. he says in some very stern words, "Get mm. your behind back home, and I'm going right. to deal with you later." And that's the worst for a that kid, you know, just go worst. ahead and do it yes. to me now mm-hmm. versus making worst. me wait to later. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm scared the whole day. I guess yes. middle of the day, but he gets home later that day. I'm like, I am scared. But thank the Lord he forgot. What in the world? <laughs> yes. I think it was some some secret forgiveness. He didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted me to feel the weight. Maybe of, that was it. Of that possible punishment. He knew, he but, knew uh, the, the weight was actually worse than any punishment. Yes, it yeah, definitely was. some truth to that. So, um, yes, yes. Brother, what about you? What is well, that? I mean, it's a similar story. I When I was a kid, I, I rode the school. I had to ride the bus you yeah. know, to school. And one day, me and some kids were like messing around in the back, and we accidentally opened the door. Oh, man. And you know, like it's an emergency door. So yes. as soon as it as soon as soon you hit the lever or wow. I don't know how that works, but whatever we did set off an alarm, right. whatever I did set off an alarm. And so my bus driver, if you could imagine like the scariest, grumpiest, right. you know, like yes. that, Mr. Stanley, that was my bus driver. Right. And so I was like, the man is literally going to kill me. Right. I mean, he's right. going to find me somewhere, which is probably terrible because Mr. Stanley was probably a really nice guy. But as a kid, you know, he was he yes, was really intimidating. Imposing, and right. it was one of those things where it was like the the punish the waiting for the punishment because he was like, I think he like he was like, you know, stop messing with that. And he said, and then when I'm walking, like and I'm getting off the bus, he's like, I'll deal with you in the morning, Mr. Marshall, or you know, or something wow, like that. Yeah. I was like, all night, you know, I'm right. like, it's gonna be terrible. He's <laughs> gonna drag me along the behind the bus right. or whatever. And then I think like the next day I got in, he's like, okay, for the next week or so, you're gonna have to sit beside me. And so I had to sit up in the front of the bus, Where? you know, and it wasn't really that bad at all. But um, but man, I was like you. I was like, man, I need some forgiveness. <laughs> right. I hope he shows grace and mercy. So anyway, yes. All right. Well, fun stuff. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us, and uh, we will catch up with you again next week. All right. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.